Welcome to Teach, Think, Treat. This podcast is for healthcare professionals and students about teaching and learning in a busy clinical setting. Whilst our setting is a tertiary paediatric hospital, our experiences and challenges are shared by many professionals and students in other clinical environments. The Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub acknowledged the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which we provide our services. We pay respect to the ancestors, elders and emerging leaders of the Kulin Nation and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians accessing our resources. Hi, my name is Alice Marie Mongi, and I'm an Allied Health Education Fellow in the RCH Education Hub. I also work as a senior social worker at the RCH. Today's episode focuses on student clinical placements and what it's like to undertake a placement here at the RCH. We're talking with students from different disciplines about their journey here and what it's like to undertake a placement at the RCH. On any given day at the RCH, we can have several hundred students undertaking placements here with us learning about paediatric health. So join us to hear about these placement journeys, the ups and downs, and really gauge what it's like to be a student at the RCH. So welcome, Phoebe. Today's podcast is a mid-placement check-in with Phoebe. Um, And I'm going to ask you, Phoebe, first of all, just to remind us who you are, uh, what placement you're doing and where you're up to in your placement. My name's Phoebe. I am a fourth year medical imaging student. I'm at the midway point of my placement down in the medical imaging department. Uh, It's a total of 12 weeks. So this is week seven for me. That's a long placement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things I'd love to hear is uh, what are the highlights so far in your placement reflecting back on the first half? It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Things have gone so quickly. Like I can't believe it's week seven already. But I think my favourite thing and the highlights have been just the different kids that I've been able to work with Mm. and that every single presentation is completely different. Like there's no textbook presentation. So you're learning stuff every single day which I'm loving, and just doing new and cool things that you wouldn't see at an adult hospital has been great as well. Like like what? Can you give us some examples? Oh. Tell us, obviously, you know, patient <laughs> confidentiality, but tell us, tell oh. us about some of those interesting um, things. In like adult hospitals, we would just do like really basic like barium swallows where we'd just get the patient to drink contrast down just to look at the stomach and then that'd be it. We'd just look for reflux, but in children we track the barium further down to see if there's any rotation, developmental deformities, things like that, which you won't see in adult hospitals. So some really interesting things that you're seeing. Yeah. Oh, so great to hear that. Has there been anything that, you know, has been unexpected so far in the first half? I think the most has been how different like paediatrics are to adults, like I always, always knew they were, but just the way that you've got to talk about things and describe and calm anxieties and you think a kid's going to be fine when they walk in the door, but as soon as they change position or you have to move them, it just completely changes their mood and how quickly they shift. So that's been a real like something I've had to adapt to and change my language to talk about because our imaging positions, especially for x-ray, are so specific departments like orthopedics like particular things they can do their angles and their measurements and stuff for theatre so 
It's just trying to adapt to being able to communicate with the patients as best as I can. (laughs) And can you tell me what does that look like in practice a bit? I think the biggest one is probably for CT. Like it looks like this big, massive, daunting machine. Whereas adults, you'd be just like, oh, yeah, lie down. We'll get, you're going to go in and out of the CT machine. And that's what you'd refer to it as because adults can associate that that's the CT machine. Whereas kids, it's like, oh, this is our donut machine. It sounds like a washing machine, <laughs> like mum has at home. You're just going to lie down. We're going to go in and out of the donut a few times. And then your scan's done. So it kind of helps them associate it with something happy rather than this big, scary white machine. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. I love that. A positive association. I hope they haven't been fasting before they come in for scans. <laughs> no, not for these ones. That's good. <laughs> um, and are there any of those learnings do you think that you could take from what you're seeing here in a paediatric context to take that into an adult context? Yeah, I definitely think with like certain wordings and presentations where Adults might not, they might be a bit more of in shock and not thinking straight, being able to talk to them simply, but also not being condescending and all of that is very similar to the way you can speak to children to help them understand. So being able to put things in simple language when in adults, people might not be thinking straight, in shock or in different presentations. So yeah, I definitely think it's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to hear. Um, have there been any any particular challenges? I know this is a bit more of a difficult question, um, but have there been any particular challenges or anything you felt you've had to overcome? Uh, I think the biggest challenge has been just my kind of the placement life work balance because I've also been working as well as being on placement. So being able to sorry, perform well on placement as well as keep up with working as well as like getting enough sleep and um, eating well and exercising because it's tough doing full-time full time work but then still having to fund yourself and do all of that other stuff on the side as well. So that's probably been the biggest challenge. Mm. And I think the other one is just keeping up the tempo and enthusiasm. Like at the midpoint, I find that's the hardest time like at the start you're all excited to be there the end you're excited to finish so it's like the middle but you're like I gotta keep going yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) that work um placement work life study balance is certainly something that other students um who are here on placement have talked about and it's it's not an easy position to find yourself in, especially in extended placements. And this is one of the reasons we actually wanted to be talking to students to kind of decrease that isolation so we can be, you know, providing a space for these experiences to be heard. Are there, is there any advice that you might give to other students about that balance, acknowledging that you're in the middle of it, but, you know, what are the learnings if you could talk to yourself at the start of your placement that you might say? If I could, like redo the start, I'd probably say that you think you can work more than you can and that if you started off at the smaller thing, you'd probably be able to do it for a bit longer. I have the advantage that I actually work here at the hospital in reception down (laughs) in medical imaging, so I don't have to travel for my work. I can kind of just pop across the waiting room and do some work after placement or before, depending on what I want to do, but pretty much just a don't try and overdo it at the start 
and then burn myself out. And I think for other people, just know yourself, Mm. know the early signs of burnout. Like I know for me, I was getting like irritable at home. Um, I'd also start like being more hungry during the day, which sounds really (laughs) weird, but my body was just like, you need to eat food. I was like, "Mm, maybe I don't. Maybe I just need to stop and slow down a second. And then I did and I found that I was doing better and not as hungry. It's a weird association, but that's just me. (laughs) It's not. I don't think that is, Phoebe. I think that's so true, especially when you're working in a space that you might be shift working in as well and your eating patterns can get a bit out of whack and you're not necessarily, you know, used to that. And placement is really tough, like a new job. It's like a new job when you go in, you're just absorbing so much information and you're learning so many skills and new things and trying to understand who's who in the zoo and, you know, all of that that kind of stuff. And that takes a lot of energy, yeah. um, mental energy as well as physical energy. And, you know, you've really kind of pinpointed that, <laughs> I think. Um, these are skills that are relevant to your placement but relevant to your career as a health professional too because yeah. these kinds of things are what health professionals, you know, look at and, and try and manage through their career. So on that, um, the next question that I was going to ask you is, you know, what are some of the skills and knowledge that you've developed since the beginning of placement? I've definitely increased my uh, CT skills at other hospitals. I haven't had overly much time to spend in CT and here we've had two weeks. So oh, wow. it's a nice time to really grasp the technical skills involved as well as imp- work on my anatomy which sucked before CT, (laughs) but because CT looks at the body in three different planes, then it kind of really helps with associating your anatomy and where things are and what it's supposed to look like. So that's been really good and I've appreciated that. Uh, I think just fine-tuning a lot of my x-ray skills and being more efficient in different procedures and then just being able to adapt to different presentations for trauma Mm. as well because my last placement was at a private hospital so no ED so it's been good to have some trauma and ED patients to adapt to those situations. That kind of high acuity, higher demand. Yeah. Um, So it sounds like to me lots of really technical skills Mm. that you've been learning and you said you're in your fourth year so is this your final placement or one more after this? No this is it. Oh wow. So in terms of, yeah, where you're up to, it's that fine tuning of those skills and starting to think about yourself as an independent practitioner. Yeah. And that's kind of the goal of our fourth year placements. It's to work towards being independent. So fine tuning those technical skills as well as building confidence so that we're ready to be independent when we graduate. Oh, that's great to hear that. Can I ask too, you said, um, and and it sounds like you're quite a unique person in that you've been doing some work here in a non-clinical role and then you've decided to study um, medical imaging and and radiography, Mm -hmm. is that correct? And now you're kind of stepping over to the dark side. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Your previous placements wouldn't have been here, correct? You would have been at other places? I've had one place. I had my placement a couple of years ago here Mm. as a student. And then after that placement, I got a job here. So I was like midway through my studies and then got a job here after my placement um, a couple of years ago. So yeah, it's kind of been, I get to see all the background. Plus I'm a expert in all of the computer programs we use downstairs. So (laughs) multi-skilled, definitely being utilized. Um, But yeah, it's nice to kind of see that background. And then on the flip side, having my technical knowledge 
I can then, it improves my clerical mm. job as well because I know more about the different clinical things. Mm-hmm. And also then for you, if you're here and it sounds like you're passionate about paediatrics, yes. that insight to how other health services operate and what's different here, what isn't different yeah. here, really helpful. Okay, so a little bit more of a reflective question now. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel that you have grown and or changed since the beginning of placement? What, what's your growth, I suppose? Uh, I think I'm definitely feeling a lot more confident in the technical side of things, but also from a more like personal level, like a little bit more humbled that it's amazing that like so many kids are normal (laughs) (laughs) in a way. Like I kind of had a reflection a few weeks ago that like me and my siblings have like minimal health issues. Mm. It's kind of like a, oh, well, we're actually like really lucky to be normal and like really like reflecting on that these kids, like they're fighters, they're doing so well Mm. and all the parents as well. But yeah, it's just lucky to be who I am and the situation I'm in. So that makes me more passionate about helping and doing what I'm doing. But I think I've also grown in my communication skills just as an overall general thing, as well as it's a real team based environment down there because it's not like imaging pediatrics it's not a one person job yeah you need someone to help position another person to help distract and then another one to take the picture so there's it's always a team down there and I'm really enjoying that team environment and finding that it's improving my communication skills between fellow colleagues and they're feeling more like colleagues now that I'm in my final year rather than Mm. my supervisors Mm. or senior radiographers. They're feeling more like my colleagues, which is really cool. Mm. That teamwork is such a tough one, isn't it? Because we we talk about it academically and we talk about multidisciplinary teamwork and and those kinds of things in healthcare. But to be part of a, a, a team that functions well or a group that functions well is such a rewarding experience. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're bigger than the whole, right? Yeah. Than one. The whole is bigger and greater and that can be pretty amazing. Wow, so, so much growth, yeah. so much learning. <laughs> we can all feel quite humble working here and so thankful for our health because, yeah. <laughs> you know, we know we're so lucky in some ways, but easily we could be in that situation and our families could be in that situation yeah. and... You know, we care for the, the patients and the families, keeping that in mind. Wow, what a wrap-up of the middle of the placement. I've, I've really, you know, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, so then now thinking about looking forward, mm-hmm. so you've got another six weeks of yep. placement left. So looking forward to that second half of your placement, um, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to a little bit more, in, being able to be a bit more independent. So being able to go do mobiles, mobile x-rays up on the wards by myself or heading up to do theatre cases by myself and kind of having that trust of the other radiographers that I'm going, I have the skills to be able to do that. Mm. Um, I also get to do some afternoon shifts. So being able to see what it's like after hours, which will be exciting and really fun, especially for my independence. Yep. 
Um, and I have a week in MRI coming up as well, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> it's not something we're qualified in, but we still learn about it and it's part of the medical imaging department. Mm-hmm. So it's, re- it's going to be really cool to see that sort of world. See and, what's behind those doors. Yes. <laughs> and kind of get a bit of an idea if it's something that I potentially want to specialise in mm-hmm. down the track. Oh, that's great. So some some really good learning opportunities yeah. ahead and, and a little bit of a shift towards more independence yep. in the second half of the placement. Is there anything else you want to add in our discussion today or anything that you, you know, would you think would be important for other people to know right now? Um, I think potentially some tips is just Keep looking after yourself at the midway point. It is probably the hardest point to be in in placement. So just, yeah, look after yourself. Use your tutors. They're a great resource for just a chat or if you're struggling, don't leave your assignments (laughs) to the last week. Like, do them now (laughs) because you're not going to feel like doing them in the last week. That's a reminder for you who's (laughs) listening right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I was listening to this, that would be my reminder going, I have to do them. And yeah, just get sleep, eat well, exercise. Yeah, take take care of yourself through the process and yeah. you'll be, be at the end before you know it. Yeah, and as much as placement's a priority for your future career, it's not worth burning yourself out mentally and emotionally. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. just getting through it. Well, baby, thank you for sharing your experiences at the midpoint of your placement. Uh, so many helpful insights and, um, you know, for both fellow students and the clinical educators who might listen to this as well. And I wish you all the best for the second half of your placement. Amazing. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Teach, Think, Treat, part of the Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast series. If you'd like to hear more of our podcasts, check out our other podcast channel, conversation with the experts, where professionals from the Melbourne Children's Campus provide advice and insights, tips and tricks, and discuss the latest research findings on a range of topics.